Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Suge Burry. What happen if you say what you want to say? Hello, ladies. This is Him for Her Radio Women's Hot Topics, and this is Suge Burry, the host. I am so honored to be with you here today. I am on a road trip, you guys. I'm like on a field trip here um, out in my own hometown of Minnesota, and I can't wait to share our guest with you. We need more people in the world today, like my next guest, Gail Berger, in complete surrender. Get this, ladies. She gave everything back that she owned to God. What causes somebody to surrender everything they have, not only their lives? I mean, I get that, but she surrendered all of her possessions back to God to give everything up. Do you think you could do that? What steps did she take, I wonder, to get to this point? And how did God use the blessings that she, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. How did God use all of the things that she donated and gave back to God to bless other people? Get this. How can you also enjoy some of the blessings that she has given back to God. I promise you this is far from usual as one of our interviews as you listen in today on the topic of giving it all back to God. That's our topic today. Let me introduce you, if I could, to Gail Berger. She's my guest. It's Reverend Gail Berger. She is the founder and spiritual director of The Blessing House. And that's the place that we're talking about today. And um, she has had a challenging past, but yet a blessing. We're going to talk about that. Uh, But let me tell you a little bit about her education. She's a teacher. She's a Christian ed director. And besides earning her MDiv, her Master's of Divinity, at the age of 55, (laughs) it enabled her to work as an apologist with Faith Search Ministries for two years. And that was Don Byerly's. So fabulous. She has traveled the world teaching. And as she taught, she has looked at the world through God's eyes with a global perspective. Mm -hmm. She's going to talk a little bit about her experiences and what brought her to this point. But I'm going to tell you about the Blessing House for just a minute, if I can. We're sitting in it right now. We're on YouTube, friends. So if you do me a favor, go to YouTube, Mm -hmm. check it out. Look at her beautiful face. Look at the background I'm sitting behind. We have antiques everywhere, beautiful decorating, crystal chandeliers. It's absolutely gorgeous. And we're going to talk about that blessing of what it's been to other people. This is not only a home, it's a place of rest, and it's open to both you and me. Gail, welcome to the show. Thank you for inviting me. It's a great opportunity to speak from my heart, and I love that. I love it, too. And we've known each other for over 10 years, I believe. And uh, I had been here with the Bible study with our home gathering group, just spectacular, but everybody in the world needs to hear about this story. And not only that, how you're giving back to God and giving everything back to God. So if you would do me a favor, Gail, share with us a little bit about your faith story and, and a little bit about how did all of this come to be? Yeah, thank you for the opportunity because my faith story began early. I was born into a pastor's family. And I was the old preacher's kid, uh, PK. <laughs> and you know, you can't trust them all the time. 
because aren't they usually the biggest troublemakers? I was, <laughs> <laughs> but up until I was about 14 or 15, I was uh, in charge of my brothers and sisters. There were five under five before mom was 25. And so I learned early to be responsible and to take care of people and feed people. And, and it was part of the whole training for where I ended up in the blessing house. So I grew up in a crowd was used to being in a crowd and uh, my life was really focused at the church and I was a church organist and I was uh, teaching there even back then, but propensity comes when you'd got to strike out of that image. And so I decided to rebel. The only one in my family that rebelled, there's something in me. I just didn't want to miss anything and I didn't want to miss the parties. And so I ended up (laughs) in a terrible situation. And my dad is the one that really spoke the gospel to me. Mm. And when I was in, when I was at my end and my mother was reading the, the law to me and you've done this and you've done this and you've done this, in my heart, I was saying, shoot your biggest wad. I can take it. Yeah. Now that's, reb- that's a rebel. Huh. And my dad said, mother, we've forgiven her all those things. Mm. This is the first time she's ever wronged us. Well, what the law couldn't do. <laughs> <laughs> the gospel broke my heart oh. because I had, I was ruining his name as yeah. a pastor. Mm. And, um, that changed me so completely that he said, Let's, why don't you get up to bed? It's 4 a.m. in the morning. I think it's time you, we all get to bed. And when I walked up the stairs, I knew something was changing. And I gave my life to Christ that night as I looked at the Lord. And I said, is that what the cross is all about? Mm. You're not holding anything against me? Powerful. That's the first time I really heard the gospel. Yeah. And out of that, I said I gave the rest of my life to Christ, and it seemed to be, you know, at fifteen or sixteen, <laughs> whatever's left of my life, He took me seriously. Yeah. And when I came down the next day, I knew I was different. Something had switched inside of me because I walked up. Mm. I had come in defiant. I walked down, wanting to obey, wanting to read the Word of God. Mm. And I knew I, and I walked all by myself that year. Hmm. Nobody was my friend. Uh, the, the kind of wild and crazy gang I ran with didn't want me and the good kids w- wouldn't touch me. You know, that was in the fifties yeah. rock and roll yeah. Yeah. and rebellion and all of that kind of thing. So, but when I, when I went back to school, it didn't matter. Yeah. It didn't matter if I had any friends or not. It did not matter. Jesus. I was changed. I couldn't go back. Yeah. Did you stay uh, a rebel or did you find God was leading your life with your oh, families no. and your changed marriage? Everything changed. Yeah. Everything. It was changed. Amazing. In a blink. Yeah. And I just went to sleep for the first time. I didn't have to cover myself with lies the next morning. Oh, powerful. And I think that's why I slept so hard. Yeah. But when I got up and I walked down, I knew life would never be the same again. Mm. And, and look at was. what God has done. Amazing. And how God used that whole experience of rebellion and getting in a lot of trouble. You know, that's when Southdale wasn't even there. Yeah. We were out, we were out drinking in the field. You guys, for those of you around the nation who don't know where Southdale is, (laughs) it's a big mall, big shopping mall here in Minnesota. In fact, the first mall ever built. Yeah. Yeah. But at that time it was a farmland. So God 
God's changed my life so dramatically that I could never go back. But the deal was I, because I knew what it was like to be a rebel and Mm -hmm. I knew what it was like to be a Christian. God put me in charge of a brand new ministry. I developed where 60 kids from eight different churches came. Wow. And I knew what it meant. Yeah. I knew what they were going through. Sure. Because you've been there. Because I'd been there. And so I was never speaking down to them and I was short. (laughs) And, you know, short is in temper, short is in physical body, physical five, two, (laughs) you know, but I always wanted to be tall. I always wanted to be tall, but now I know why God made me small. And um, that was because I wasn't scary. Yeah. And I was shorter than everybody else. And I was approachable. Mm -hmm. And I, so God uses everything. You know, the providential will of God includes things like that. Yeah. I love that. It's my whole story is providential. So um, you were a rebellious child. Did you have rebellious kids? One (laughs) that one out of the three, (laughs) he was the youngest. My dad used to say, what goes around comes around. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) But I got him. I understood him. Sure. And he's the one that died racing. I'm sorry. Yeah. But his, uh, and his son now is 19 mm. and he's a spitting image of him. So, mm. you know, God was generous. He was only five weeks old oh, when mm. he died the week of nine 11. And um, his death was profound mm. after, after the death of two husbands mm-hmm. and then my son all in seven years. So I've seen a picture of your oh, grandson yeah. and he looks just like a picture I saw of your own son sitting yeah. on a motorcycle. Yeah. And so uh, what a blessing it is that his legacy will live on. Um, and not only that, you have 10 grandkids, isn't that right? That's right. What a blessing. I know. And speaking of blessings, I want to talk about the blessing house. Yeah, let's get to it. Okay. So how do we get to a home like this that you have just given everything back to God? Did you own this property earlier or did, just tell me, take me down that journey of how we got here today? All right. Um, I guess we'll have to move to Waconia out of Bloomington with the family. And there we lived on the lake. And after my husband's died, I thought I asked God, uh, what, what, uh, how can I bless my world now? Mm-hmm. And I thought I've got this home and I've got this property on Lake Waconia. And so that's how I can bless my world because mm-hmm. God does not expect you to bless yeah. your world with something you don't have, but what you have at hand. So I thought, well, if Moses used a staff <laughs> and could kick butt, you know, yeah. what can I do Amen. with a home on a lake? Yeah. And that became the first concept of the blessing house where I redesigned it with a large uh, teaching area. And for 13 years, that was um, uh an entry into the whole world of hospitality. So what you did was invite people into your home uh, right. before this was even built. Right. And uh, God was taking you step-by-step step in different seasons yes. of your life to get ready for this. So I learned how I learned what the spaces people loved. Mm-hmm. I learned what, what worked really well. And I learned uh, to be fearless and the idea that I could open my home to, to you know, to people, strangers, and there's a lot of stories about that, yeah. but it was, it was getting too small. We lived in a neighborhood and I had a, there a lot of parking, you know, sometimes we'd have 30, 40 cars out wow. there and the neighbors all used it. We were the center of celebration. Yeah. All the parties were held at the blessing house. And that, you called it the blessing house at your home. Yes. But I you owned the home at that but time. But I owned the home and I owned the property. Yeah. Um, but after my son died, 
he asked me a question. Now I had asked him a question, how can I bless my world? And he came back at that time, seven years later and said, what if you give it all back to me now, Gail? Yeah. And well, who is saying this to you? The Lord. The Lord. Okay. That was a stunning thing. I, yeah. I thought, what would that be like to walk my last, my seventh decade hmm. owning nothing, possessing everything, but owning nothing? What would that really be like? And I, um, I spent my whole time for that whole year in 2 Corinthians 9. Hmm. And from verse 6 on to the, to the end, it took me a whole year to believe what that was saying that you're supposed to give everything back to God. Well, it said that you cannot give God. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was hard to memorize because in all things, in all times, under all conditions, he will not only uh, in, um, expand it, but he will bless it. And there, there's nothing left out. Yeah. He will even multiply the seed sown. He would give me back anything I gave, he would take care of expanding. And well, I came to the end of it and I said, I can't lose. Yeah. It's a win-win. It is. And that began the trip over here. I helped build a church on Lake Waconia here or Victoria, and they needed to sell some acreage so that they could pay for a parking lot. So these four acres became available and I snapped it up right away. That's where the blessing house is going to be. Oh, great. So we are on Lake Victoria. I have four acres all on a lake next to a creek. Yes. Wow. Who gets that? Beautiful. And and we're going to put pictures up on YouTube. Yeah, so good. friends, you're going to be able to see the lake and the dock and the house. Mm-hmm. And how many square feet do you have here? 6,500 square feet is dedicated to uh, creating spaces for God to work yeah. in all different kinds of settings. I understood what people needed, how, how they gathered. Um, so what does it look like? Let's say someone listening and, you know, we've got people from around the world that are listening to this. Let's yeah. say they're listening, but they live locally in Minnesota sure. and they want to come here to the beautiful blessing home. Is it open to everybody? Do you have certain people, other people not? What do you, what's your thought behind that? Well, the Lord owns it. Yeah. I own nothing. I mean, it's in a nonprofit, yeah. but it, it, but the Lord owns everything I have. And that's a great joy to me to watch the Lord use it, bring people. And I watch them fall asleep in chairs and, and meet and greet and, and enjoy food and all of that. But the idea that anyone can come because they're his guests. Mm-hmm. And that takes away all the fear. You know, ownership yeah. brings fear. When you don't own anything, like I don't own anything that you have, Shug. Yeah. So I'm not afraid if you lose stuff or it gets yeah. stolen yeah. or broken. Hey, thanks, Gail. Yeah. <laughs> It's I great love freedom. That. I love that. Though. So it there's is no freedom. fear. You don't own it. God does. Yes. So we have no fear about whoever comes to the door. Mm. And oh, we've had, a, there's a lot of stories about who he brings to the door. And sometimes I've said, oh, not this one. You know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I love in Acts uh, 20, 35, um, he himself said, it is more blessed to give than yes. it is to receive. Uh, have you found that in your own life now that you've given everything you have back to God? Well, you can't outgive God. No, you can't. You can't. I Nothing's you, ever ladies, been stolen or broken. Yeah. And to watch people's lives change, mm. to be of use to a whole community, a whole world. We've had people as far away as Japan, Iraq, Iran, wow. Australia, 
I mean, they find their way to the blessing house through one way or the other, mm -hmm. but we entertain the world. Yeah. And it is what, what we do. Our ministry is really space. And, and however God wants to use that space. So hospitality, it, hospitality is filio zeno, which is the brotherly love of the stranger. Yeah. And so that's how the church was formed, all in homes, never in churches. So there. people can come and use it for what means? Like yes. how, how do most people use this beautiful house? Well, most of the time uh, uh, when they come in groups, you know, mm -hmm. they, they have to uh, phone ahead and make arrangements mm -hmm. because we have lots of different spaces. But there are a lot of people that just come to the door and they're using it for writing spaces. They bring friends, they have tea, they bring you know, you can sit outside in the garden rooms and, mm -hmm. and you look out and they're having their own little Bible study or yeah. having uh, a date. We have people that come oh, and have date. dates here because oh, it's, you know what? Place. Hey friends, this would be a great place to get engaged. <laughs> it's really yes, beautiful. It yeah. is. And um, so there's prayer groups, study groups, people that come from organizations, yeah. and businesses. When I came for Bible studies, there were always fresh cookies that were being made. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that was someone on our team that planned that or if that was you, <laughs> but it was so wonderful to walk into a beautiful home. Yeah. You guys just, I can't even describe who does the decorating in this house. Yeah, that was me. It's so good. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Like I'm in the ladies room and there's even like this really cool antique old, picture, right? Yeah. At eye level. You know I mean? Yeah. Who comes up See, with this? I love stuff? the old. It's so beautiful. The old has story. Yeah. And so that's beautiful. what I want to, to create avenues and ways and spaces. I, uh, I wrote a note that um, we, we create spaces where the, the people weary of the world can come in, rest, yes. be refreshed, mm. think more creatively and leave hopeful. You know, it reminds me of Matthew. It really does. You know, I've been here many times. Mm. I've been blessed by your teaching. Your teaching is phenomenal. And Matthew eleven twenty eight says, come to me all who labor yeah. and are heavy laden yeah. and I will give you rest. Yeah. And, you know, this is a nonprofit, friends. It is. And so what I want to encourage you on is that if you've been blessed, you've been blessed to be a blessing to somebody else. So here, I'm going to say it this way. If you've been blessed, you're called to be a blessing to the blessing house, maybe. We'll see how that works. But they are a 501c3. It is tax yeah. deductible. They are online, friends. And so if you go to www.theblessinghouse.com, mn for minnesota.org you can see first of all what the house looks like yes and then you can also uh, feel free to reach out and to donate it's really important mm -hmm. um, also their phone number is 952-479-1358 maybe you want to call make an appointment come on down i mean you can come even from northern minnesota wisconsin yeah. it doesn't matter where you're from florida come on up and this is a beautiful, beautiful home. Um, and you do Thank run you. this, Gail, by donation. Mm -hmm. And so if people come, they it's up to you. If you can give a dollar or you can give mm -hmm. thousands, this mm -hmm. is something that God puts on your heart because this is his. Mm -hmm. Now, Gail, this isn't really a natural tendency for people, is it? <laughs> to give everything away that they got? Well, I don't think so. Because that's so our, our identity and our safety, our security. Yeah. It's uh, mine. Yeah. And so we have a lot of homes that have beautiful, home, beautiful homes, but they're closed. And I believe only Christians can open, open up their lives because they have something greater. Yeah. And uh, the Trinity was the first blessing house, you know? Yeah. So it's an, it's an exciting thing to see what God can do. Yeah. Um, 
one of the things I, I wrote, <clears throat> if you don't mind me reading, is, is the world seeing what God can do in one life given over in, in obedience? Our world is not seeing God because we are attempting anything. We, aren't a not, we are not attempting anything that God can do. Let the people see the difference the living Christ can make in a life, a family, a church, in a home. Mm. And the gospel becomes real. We rub shoulders, you know, with a living, breathing Christian home is mm-hmm. a powerful experience for people. And one of the things that we, we love is the atmosphere they walk into. It's Christ-centered. Yeah. And those that, those that have um, become our living stones, they are really valuable. I don't think they know how valuable. And when you say living stones, you're meaning people that have Christ in them and they are being Christ to others. Yes, but they're also living stones in the house in that they give monthly. Oh, you living stones. Okay. The living stones. Mm-hmm. So that we have on our wall, you like living stones are being built mm. into a spiritual household, a dwelling place for the God. I love it and his spirit. Yeah. And so a living stone is one that, I mean, if you give $10 a month, $50 a month, $100 a month, yeah. whatever it is, it's very sustaining because then, then that we know then what we have. So I'm encouraging people to think in terms of not just one donation, mm-hmm. but to become a living stone mm. that protects the property. Yeah. It, it's it's a it's a valid reminder that we're not alone in this mm-hmm. because the goal is not just to have one blessing house, but if you experience a blessing house, a lot of people say, "I'd like to do this." Yeah. What would it be like to do this? Imagine, ladies, what if you look around, look at your house, especially if you're empty nesters? How can you be yes. giving back to God in this way? Honestly, this is like an out of the head mind explosion kind of a thought, but I really want you ladies to be encouraged by this. Yeah. Um, as we close, uh, tell me how can we be praying for you in the blessing house? Well, our blessing house exists because of the people that come here. Mm-hmm. And so God's brought a wonderful staff here. Three of us don't get paid a thing. And the other two are are, are generals here that, that keep it <laughs> running the show. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful. But what we really encourage you to do is to be a part of it in many ways. We have lots of opportunities for service projects here. We have four acres. And so that is really helpful. So our friends, uh, ladies, if you've got a ladies group or Bible study, I mean, they can come on over here and do a service project. Oh, that would be lovely. Yeah. Because, you know, just working in the gardens is life-giving. Yeah. And we have a lot of gardens. Well, we will be praying for the future of this home, for your uh, future, as well as every Thank staff you. member that's here. Yeah. And ladies, and you know, if you're yeah. watching on YouTube, look at me for a minute. It's gorgeous here. And we've put up photos on mm-hmm. um, our, our website as well as we have a link. I'm sorry, at our website. And we have photos that we've intermingled into mm-hmm. this YouTube show. But yeah. I am so blessed, first of all, to have you on the show. Thank you, Gail, for coming oh. on. And ladies, if you don't know Jesus, maybe you're like, I don't even get, how do you possibly surrender mm-hmm. everything to Christ? Mm-hmm. Well, you can't give freely unless you know. And you know what scripture tells mm-hmm. us? It tells us that our treasure is where our heart is. Mm-hmm. And if your heart is not mm-hmm. with Christ, you're not going to get this. You're going to be like, I, I don't even understand. How can somebody give everything away? And we're not asking you to do that, but mm-hmm. we're asking you to look around. First, look up, mm-hmm. look at Jesus. Yeah. And the prayer is simple. Yeah. Father, I'm a sinner. 
oh man, I need you, Lord. Mm. Come into my heart. Mm. Forgive me of my sins. Help me to turn away from my past and my sinful life and instead turn toward you. God, guide me from this day forward in Jesus name, I pray. And if that happens, ladies, you are born again. Remember Gail talked about how she came down a new woman in Christ. And then the next thing you do is you look around and say, how can I give back to a savior who has done everything for me, including his life? The best way to be a blessing is to turn to Christ yeah. and become his. Yeah. And so ladies, this is Shugbury. You know, I love you over and out. Hey, ladies, this is Shugbury, and I'm the host of Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. I am so glad that you have found our show amongst the millions of podcasts that are out there. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, would you please do me a favor? Like it, rate it, thumbs up. We're on YouTube as well, so don't forget to find us there. You can watch our guests also. Please subscribe so you don't miss a show. We also have started Him for Her Crazy Testimonies, and each of our guests that we have on the show shares their personal testimony how they received Christ in their life. This is Shug Burry. You know I love you. Over and out.